Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's raining and thundering here today, so that may come through at some point. Can I please have some? It's been over 100 degrees every day for like two months, and it's getting a little ridiculous. It's 78 and raining here today, so (laughs) you can have it if you want it, but I don't don't know how to get it to you. That's the only problem. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love some rain. I live out in the desert here in Texas, so it's mm -hmm. just dry and hot all the time. It's like when somebody like you've you've lived in New York before. You've lived in colder climates before. It's like when somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to Florida for vacation," and somebody goes, "Oh, bring back some sunshine with you." It's like, so okay, first of all, that's so so corny, so overdone. But like, how is it even possible? I'll bring back my <laughs> smile. It'll light you up. It'll light up your world. I don't know. <laughs> it's like um. I would get so I can bring back oranges. Is that the same? Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> I would get so embarrassed at the grocery store if like um if they're scanning something and they'd be like, Oh, it's not scanning properly and my mom would go, Oh, does that mean it's free? And oh, like yeah, by the like, sixth oh, mom, time cringe. Yeah, by the like sixth time she said that, I'm like, God, can you please? But we all have our little our little cliches go, that we say. When you when you go out to dinner and you're and whoever you're eating with, whether it's your dad, your mom, or you know, a romantic interest or whatever cleans their whole plate and the waitress comes up and goes how was it and they're like oh it was terrible (laughs) sure oh my god (laughs) all right yeah let's just have an episode about weird idioms that get on before (laughs) okay we'll save that we'll save that for another time (laughs) perfect that's nothing to do with what we're talking about today doesn't matter it's just our little banter it's our witty banter at the beginning yes so uh WordCamp US is back around. Mm-hmm. It literally feels like I was just in San Diego for the last one. Like like no time has passed. It's very eerie. Yep. Um but we're coming up close to WordCamp US, which is one of the big of three flagship WordPress events. Um mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be really fun if we talked about our individual approaches to a gigantic multi-day uh, out of state event like that because you have yeah. hundreds of people. Um, I would say for you more than me, you have people constantly coming up to you to talk to you and wanting to like take a picture with you or whatever. Um, and there are so many things to do, right? It's not just the sessions. There's people to talk to and there's booths to go to and there are parties and there are panels and there's all this other stuff going on. And yeah. I think that one of the few differences between you and I, at least like personality wise, right? I definitely see you as more of an extrovert and I identify as more of an introvert. And I think Mm -hmm. the WordPress community has definitely helped me become more extroverted and more comfortable in these spaces, but I've had to learn through trial and error to embrace my introvert rather than try to be an extrovert um, Mm -hmm. and approach events like this in like strategic ways to make sure that Mm -hmm. I don't have a mental breakdown, (laughs) that I don't get so tired that I have to miss like the entire last day of the conference, that I don't get cranky, Mm -hmm. that I don't get sick because I'm one of those people, I think a lot of people are like this, or if I get really stressed or or, like high energy for a long time, my body will just kind of quit on me and I will Mm -hmm. get sick like no matter yeah so i thought it'd be fun if we talked about our extrovert versus introvert 
approaches. And yep. I'm sure there's going to be overlap, right? Because these are not black sure. and white terms. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like I hear a lot of people talk about like generally, like what you should do when you go to an event, but it's so different for different kinds of mm -hmm. people. Um, Absolutely. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. Well, let me say for the for years, I identified myself as an extroverted introvert, meaning that I can be an extrovert and I absolutely have those tendencies and I want to be places and see people and do things. But like there have been times where I'm driving somewhere and I wait to the very last possible minute to get in the car and begin the journey. Because once I'm there, I'm having a grand time and loving it. But I do have anxiety about getting into those places first. So, um, you know, whether it's like getting ready to go to a picnic uh, with friends even, you know, or or out to dinner, like I, I'm watching the clock and I'm like, well, what's the last possible minute I can change my mind? What's mm -hmm. the last possible minute I can get in the car and still be there on time? Because it's hard to to start, right? It's hard to just get going. But once I'm out and doing things, I'm having a blast. So that's that's what I thought. I also now, though, really identify more as a spoonie. And I know it's not so much an anxiety about being with people and out and doing those things. So it isn't an introversion as much as it's a, I only have so much energy every day to get me through the day. If you don't know what spoon, I know you know what spoon theory is, but if you're not, if you're listening, you don't know what spoon theory is. It's the idea that that people with chronic illnesses have only so much energy, units of energy a day, and we call them spoons. You can read about it online. There's a whole thing about why, why it's spoons, but you're given 12 spoons a day and you have to decide what you're going to use them on. Taking a shower and getting ready in the morning is at least a spoon, if not a spoon and a half. Going to work is like six spoons out of your 12 spoons, maybe seven. So you know, making dinner, doing the things that you do uses up those units of energy. And so we can sometimes, if we have to, borrow tomorrow's spoons today, meaning we know that we're going to hurt more tomorrow than we do today. We're going to lack more energy tomorrow if we use, push forth that energy today. And I think that that's what often has kept me from wanting to get in the car and go and do those things because I know it's going to cost me in the end. What I do is I go full bore at these events, but then I have borrowed spoons for like a month. <laughs> And I get home and I literally, sometimes I come home sick and I spend a couple days in bed or at the very least, I end up not going to the office, only working from home and taking a nap between meetings just to catch up so that I don't get sick. And so for me, it's it's trying to figure out where to where to use that energy. Sometimes there's times I haven't gone to a contributor day because I needed a day in bed before I actually got on a plane and headed home you know, things like that. Or I, I've missed after parties. I didn't do the after party in Asia. I didn't have the energy to do it. I just didn't, you know? And so things like that affect me, but it's not so much an introvert extrovert for me because I am definitely an extrovert and I acknowledge that. Yeah. What about you? So I made like a little list of all of the things that I've kind of, um, that I prioritize when I go to an event like this, right? So I make sure to look at the schedule beforehand and and I like a lot of people do this, but I didn't do this the first few word camps I went to. Literally decide which talks I want to go to, like circle them, and decide also which ones I would be okay missing. If I decide I'm tired, I want to leave, I want to take a break, I want to go in a quiet room, whatever. Um, and I also try to make sure that I plan a break for myself at some point during the day. Like there is a period of time, it's 
it's one o'clock. Usually, honestly, it happens after lunch because you get that kind of drowsy feeling. Making sure that I set, I know in my head that I have time later to rest, right? That I'm not scrambling yeah. for a time to rest, but I know it's coming and it makes me feel a little bit more at ease. And the great thing with Word, WordCamp events is we usually have, uh, you know, a quiet space or, you know, a space that people can go to work. Uh, last WordCamp US, I was on the organizing team. So sometimes I would just hide in the organizer room where it was super quiet and just rest for a little bit. Um, so yeah, knowing where those places are is really important. Looking at the maps, um, sleeping, making sure that I get a really good night's sleep the night before. And then, you know, if it's a multi-day thing, like I slept so much in Asia, partially because I was incredibly jet lagged. I was on the opposite side of my sleep schedule, but sleeping as much as I can, which often means either not going to an after party, leaving an after party early. And honestly, I would prioritize and I'm not recommending this, um, especially not if you are not old enough, but uh, drinking alcohol when I'm at an after party so that I know when my head hits the pillow, I will be like done, giving myself a little bit of a head start and being like, I need to sleep. I can't afford to be up on that, mm -hmm. like that wired emotional high that you get, like your body's tired, but you're like, oh, I'm still so ramped up from the day. No, I need yeah. to go to sleep. So if that means I have a, a, a extra glass of wine, like that's fine. Um, I make sure that I'm kind of aware of the comfort people that I have mm -hmm. and because I, there are so many people in this community that I love. Some people require a lot of my energy to spend time with, which is fine. Mm -hmm. It's energy I'm usually willing to spend. Some people are, I can just sit and we can be quiet. Like you are one of those people for sure, mm -hmm. where I can just come sit with you. I can like put my head on your shoulder for a couple of minutes and like, I can be in the presence of someone, but I don't have to be on, right? Like I don't right. have to like, yeah. be performing in, in that way. Um, mm -hmm. I try to make sure, especially if I'm speaking, that I get everything done beforehand. Like mm -hmm. it makes me super anxious to, and I made this mistake in Asia, to have to be scrambling on the day of to find a charger so that I can work on my slides or make last minute changes or whatever, um, mm -hmm. because that's, that's, energy that I'm expending that I don't have to, that's focus I'm losing from what I need to do, that's people I'm not talking to, and like, it's additional anxiety that I don't have to cause myself. Um, yeah. And like you said, I have a similar time afterwards, like when I come home, I tend to get really depressed. Like I'm on mm -hmm. this very positive emotional high for three days, like feel like my emotions don't have the normal kind of up and down that you would in your everyday life. And so when I get home, I feel like I swing super hard in the other direction and I get really depressed and I get really sad. And I like miss that feeling and all of that love and all of that excitement. And so I always make sure to either plan a day off for myself or if I'm, you know, I've been working places sometimes where I say, you know, I need two days. Like I'll use sick days, I'll use whatever vacation days. I need two days to just kind of be sad and be weird and then be able to come back and like, you know, be myself again. But knowing ahead of time that I'm going to have that time to rest alleviates that fear on the last day of like, oh God, tomorrow I have to go back to work and I have to like completely switch gears back into where I was before. So yeah. like anticipating that, because the first time that that happened, like terrified me. I was like, why am I so sad? And I realized it was just 
the backswing of emotion. So like planning yeah. for that helps a lot. And I've needed that time. I've needed less of that time the more camps I go to because I've kind of like, because I know it's figured out a little bit, yeah. like a little bit better about it. Yeah. We hope you're learning a lot from the podcast. If you have any questions or need specialized help making your space more diverse, equitable, or inclusive, book a consulting session, audit, or strategy service with us. Just go to underrepresentedintech.com slash services for more information. Back to the show. I have, I wrote an article in 2019 about post WordCamp emotions mm. and how you can go through it's 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 like um when I was a kid I used to go to summer camp every summer and it was like the highlight of my year and and we call those mountaintop experiences right you but you can't live on the mountaintop experiences yeah. you have to come down and sometimes you come down into that valley of like well now what um brides experience it after they've mm. finished their wedding planning it's like well now what I've I've done all of that I'm not in the spotlight anymore. I'm not working on this big event. It's over. Now what do I do? Right. So um, we used to have that when we in high school, I was in plays and musicals. We used to call it letdown. Mm. Like it's done. And now there's this letdown afterwards. Like, well, it, we're done. We struck the scenes and everything's over, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So it's it's not easy for sure, especially the more invested in the time that you are. So if you are a speaker, if you're an organizer, um, if you are a vendor, so you're on, 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 on the whole time you get back and it's like, you're not just tired. There's a little bit of emotion that goes with that too. And that's, that's normal. Yeah. Especially for, Absolutely. for a lot of people like us in tech who, you know, work from home or work in very limited, like workspaces with very limited people around us. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden we're in these spaces with hundreds of other people like I yeah. feel like something chemically happens to your brain where you're like, okay, I need, I need to like, my neurons need to fire more than usual to keep up with all the stimuli. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of suddenly like stops and you have to like yeah. give yourself time to readjust. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't take enough time. And I mean, it, it is in some ways a luxury to be able to take that time. Mm -hmm. I definitely understand there's circumstances where you can't just I'm going to take two days off. Like you have to go back to what yeah. you're doing, but finding yeah. any way to like self-care and relax and, you know, whether that's, maybe that's, you know, on your flight home, you go to the airport early and you like visit the airport spa or something and you just yeah, something. give yourself Get a, little a little massage. Break. Yeah, exactly. So can I tell you something about myself that people are going to be like, what? Mm -hmm. I don't get jet lag. You don't? I don't. And I think it's because I average about four hours of sleep a night. Right. So I'm used to just like flexing when that four hours is four to five mm -hmm. hours. So when I was on the other side of the world, I didn't have jet lag. I like stepped right into it. When I was in, that was my backpack. When I was in um, Athens, same thing. It's like, what, so it was a six or seven hour difference. And I did not jet lag. I had trouble figuring out what time it was at home. Like, <laughs> can I text my mom now or not kind of thing. But because yeah. um, <laughs> time zones are the main of my existence. But <laughs> they do suck. But yeah, I don't I don't get jet lag. I never have. And I think it's I sleep on the plane. Mm -hmm. I try to like assimilate those four or five hours so that it would be when I would normally be sleeping. And then when I get to where I'm going, it's like, I try to just like step into the time that it is. Not everybody can do that. I'm not suggesting that that's the thing people can do, but I'm really, really lucky that that's how my body works. Yeah. No, I, I'd never experienced jet lag before because I'd never 
uh, I've never left the country. Like I've the farthest mm-hmm. I've been is maybe two or three hours outside of my normal time zone. So going 12 hours difference was super jarring. But the the timing of like when we we arrived very late at night, it was like 2am or something. So we were able to mm. sleep and then wake up and that kind of already started the natural rhythm yeah. more in motion. Um, it's more so having to sleep on the plane for a total of 12 hours mm-hmm. or trying to sleep on the plane. It was almost worse than not getting sleep at all because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I guess that's another good thing to, to put into consideration is like understanding your like circadian rhythm and, and what you mm-hmm. need in terms of sleep and rest and those mm-hmm. things. And uh, when it comes to travel, trying to get ahead of those things. So it's like one yeah. fewer challenge you have when you're actually at the event is like, I'm drop dead tired. I want to go back to the hotel and sleep. Right, right, right. No, I totally get that. I, um, I, there's right. I mean, and we're all different. We're all different. What works for you is different than works for me. And which I love that that was exactly how you started this is by saying, we have these ideas of things that work for us and they may help you or they may not, but everybody's different. And yeah, there's been so many articles out there of like how to prepare for WordPress or WordPress event or WordCamp and all of this stuff. And you may read that and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it just doesn't work for you because you process things differently than other people do or than the average human or whatever, whatever the right <laughs> terminologies are today. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's different. And like, I just go, 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 go the whole time I'm there. I don't even think about it. I'm excited. I get to see people and not that you aren't, I'm not saying, suggesting that, but I, like, but I it's, but it's, <laughs> it's true though. I'm, I do love the people, but I'm, I'm not a go, 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 go person. I'm like, right, I'll go yeah. over here and then I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to go over here and then I'm going to sit down. Like I operate much yeah. better in like spurts rather than. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm sitting all the time on my scooter that I don't <laughs> I just go, 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 and I'm sitting. <laughs> I and you, I mean, you can get places faster than me with your scooter. So <laughs> that's, <true. laughs> that's so but, funny. But but it is probably true, right? So there are t- and and I think it's wonderful, especially the flagship events do. Not every not every event thinks about it or has the capability or whatever, depending on the cost, whatever. But the flagship events do build in quiet rooms, mm-hmm. which I think is a wonderful thing. So if you are somebody who needs some quiet time you can seek out these rooms and people aren't talking in there they might be working quietly they might be have their eyes closed and their headphones on or their earbuds in or whatever just detaching from what's happening at uh you know the big hubbub that's happening at word camps and take advantage of that if that's you if you are if you've driven to a word camp and you need to go sit in your car for an hour do it like go for a walk whatever you need to do for yourself just if you're not in your own hometown, be safe wherever it is that you're walking to or whatever, you know, always um, exercise safety and security up for yourself and your belongings, but take what you need. If you need to leave early, if you need to skip a party, it's not going to be the end of the world. I promise you that people will notice your, they might notice that you're gone and to say, oh, are you okay? But nobody's going to feel badly toward you if you have no to No one's going to judge you. Yeah. No, thank you. That's right. No one is going to, that's a perfect point. Like, I feel like people think like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. I'm going to miss out on a conversation. Like I'm going to miss out on networking. Like so many of the how to prepare for a WordCamp articles I see are about more of like the business side of things Mm -hmm. and like how to prepare for, you know, whatever business goals it is that you hope to achieve by attending. And 
while all of those are very important and very valid, it's not more important than like your health. Right. And like if you run yourself ragged trying to make sure you squeeze every single opportunity out of the event, like it's not going to be worth it. You're going to be yeah. miserable. Um, so yeah, nobody's going to judge you. Like mm -mm. anyone I feel like would, would agree with us in that it's it's a non-issue right like mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like it's the opposite like if if somebody asks like uh you know oh where's michelle and i'm like oh she she went back to her her room to to lie down they would be like oh good for her you know yeah <laughs> like, exactly i wish i could be there too you know um yep so yeah it's let me tell you there there are people that i want to see at every word camp and there are people like i i spent days over in athens and there are people that i was hoping to see and i never ran into once and guess what? I can still chat them up on Twitter. I can still DM them on Slack. We can still have a Zoom call. It's not the end of the world if you don't see every single person face-to-face -face that you're hoping to see either. Yeah. But the people that you really, really, really want to see, make plans in advance. Say, hey, I'm going to be at this. Let's have lunch together. Let's look for each other on Thursday at lunch, whatever it is, you know, and, and make plans to do that so that you don't miss the people that you really, really want to see. Yeah, that's a really good tip, too. Making yeah. making plans ahead of time so that you, uh, yeah, you don't miss the things that you really want. Mm -hmm. um, and people really appreciate that. Like, I love yeah. when people reach out to me and are like, hey, I'd like, I, I want to see you. I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And are, like, proactive about that and provide a plan. I'm like, yeah, that's, thank you for making it easier for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, exactly. You know, to connect with you. That's really awesome. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. I'm looking cool. forward to, I know you won't be there. I'm sorry. I won't, I'll miss you at WordCamp US this year. It's not going to be the same without you. Oh. But I am looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing a lot of people. And of course, I will be like, I should I should do for you what they did for Nathan uh, Wrigley over at WordCamp Asia, which is have your head like printed out, like a picture of your face printed out and put it on a stick and be like, Allie's here too. I would <laughs> love that. I would be so. I'll see what I can do. I would be so unbelievably or like a make a little voodoo doll of me and carry it around with you or something. So I'm there. I'm there in spirit. <laughs> exactly. And someone can come See, and I shake the hand of my voodoo doll. And that's actually shaking my hand. <laughs> I'll see. What, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's all we got for t for this week. Um, I believe we have a guest next week mystery guest i'm working on it i'm working on it so we should have a couple of guests next week i've, I've invited two people to come cool. and talk to us so um very exciting so we'll see if it pans out if not it'll just be you and me again but we'll see if we can get a couple people here to talk about some recent experiences and some exciting things coming up yay lovely Alrighty. Yeah. thank you so much for listening we will see you next week bye bye this episode was sponsored by the following companies. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.